When you feel like on death row and your body takes over with sweaty hands and a beating heart, there is no chance for fancy thought work. Tune in today to discover why that is and what you can do to find calm in the heat of the moment and get yourself in the right headspace for mindset coaching to work. Welcome to Teaching Yoga with Ease, episode 29. My name is Patrick, and in this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tools to help you thrive as a yoga teacher. You learn how to align your body, mind, and soul, and teach without stress or worry, so you can keep inspiring your students every day. You coming? Hey, welcome back to the pod. I am so grateful you tuned in today. We are approaching 30 episodes. And you guys, you are amazing. Thank you for all your support and that you keep sharing this podcast with your fellow teachers. Now, today I want to ask a favor of those of you who really love the podcast and you want more people to find it. If you could spare a few minutes to give me a rating or a review, and a review can be as simple as one sentence why you love listening to this podcast, that would be highly appreciated. Those ratings and reviews will help the podcast be visible to even more yoga teachers like you. So your support does not only benefit me, but it also benefits others on a similar path. Thank you for taking the time. And today I've got a really important episode for you. For those of you who have been listening for a while and maybe even have been trying some of the mindset hacks I shared here, and it's an important episode for new listeners too, when you just found mindset coaching and you still try to make sense of it all, and see how you could use it for yourself. Because here's what usually happens. New yoga teacher approaches me for coaching. We do our first sessions and they realize, well, I know that. I know I will survive teaching a yoga class, but my body tells me otherwise. Or they go, yeah, totally get that my students don't spend every minute of class thinking about me. I get that intellectually, but it feels as if they do judge me all the time. And you might have experienced something like that too. And when you're speaking with a fellow yoga teacher about teaching classes, or you are reflecting on a class you taught with a coach or a mentor, this is easy, right? You are in a conscious and a rational and realistic kind of headspace, which is quite different from the experience you might have shortly before class, or in a moment of stress when something doesn't work as planned, or a student gives you the look. It's important to notice and to understand this difference, because mindset coaching, the things I teach you here in this podcast, the things I do with my clients, like reframing experience, shifting your focus to a more youthful mindset, all of that works best in a calm state of mind. Or at least you should be out of your body's natural physical stress response for it to work. Meaning, whenever you feel like being on death row, when you enter the studio where you're about to teach a class, you need to make sure to care about this heightened level of stress in your body first, before you apply all the wonderful mindset techniques we talk about here. And I'm going to tell you how to do that today. And spoiler alert, it is so easy. It will become your go-to. Whenever there's anxiety before teaching, whenever you are hard on yourself after class, it will become your go-to solution and it will pave the way for you to then apply mindset coaching tools that actually help you teach yoga with ease. First of all, it is important to notice that 
there are two types of stress. There's stress created by your mind and stress created by your body. Mind-based stress is, for example, when you think you don't perform well enough or when you cannot stop seeing this guy in the last row who obviously struggles and doesn't have a good time. And body-based stress is, for example, when you approach the studio about to teach it and you feel your heart beating so fast, your hands get sweaty and so on. You can apply all the fancy mindset coaching tools you learn about here and use conscious thinking, reflecting, focus shifting and all the things to reduce mind-based stress. But unfortunately, you won't be able to stop body-based stress with mindset tools and conscious thinking. This type of stress happens in your primal brain, a very old part of your brain that's been there for tens of thousands of years and it has helped you protect your body and your survival once you were still facing dangerous animals and other life threats. Now you might wonder, why does this type of stress still occur? As there are probably no life or death situations while you're teaching yoga. <laughs> why does your primal brain consider this danger and alerts you? And there are two explanations for this that I like. One explanation says that evolution, which is a very slow process, hasn't learned yet that you're more or less safe in your daily life today. I mean, sure, there are still life or death encounters, for example, in street traffic or with accidents with violence, but these things really rarely happen in our civilized modern culture and we've done a lot to regulate everything for safety and security. The other explanation says that stress arising from social situations, such as teaching a yoga class to a bunch of students, that's a social situation too, this kind of stress is considered life-threatening by your primal brain because your primal brain feels being rejected, being excluded from the group, which meant death when you were still wandering through the woods. Once body-based stress is activated by your primal brain, and this happens long before you can consciously think about it, your body most often wants to escape the situation you're facing. That's why your heart is beating so fast, because it helps you run faster. And that's also why new yoga teachers sometimes think they don't feel well and should maybe better cancer class for tonight. When body-based stress is activated, there is not much use in trying mindset tools either. Like, I mean, imagine you're about to teach a class, you sit down in front of everyone, all eyes on you, and you have to swallow hard. All the words, all the ideas seem to be gone. There's silence in the room, but your heart seems to jump out of your body. You might feel uncertain, maybe weak, vulnerable, and then you try on a power thought, like, I know what I'm doing. For some of you it'll work, congrats, but you're the rare exception. For most of you it won't. You will still be stressed and your heart will still be jumping. Mindset coaching is still useful here to not add additional drama on top of your body-based stress and tell yourself how awful the situation is, that your students will probably notice how nervous you are, but it won't be useful to calm yourself down. You need to do something else instead, something else that is much easier too. In fact, it is so easy and so obvious that most of you probably don't think of it in a moment of stress, although it's a set of tools you're already familiar with. I'm talking about calming down your nervous system. 
activating your parasympathetic system. Do you remember that from yoga teacher training? Using what we call the relaxation response. And these are just a few complicated words for things you already do throughout your yoga practice and things that you probably already teach your students in almost every minute of your classes. This is why yoga is considered calming, soothing, relaxing. And this is why people feel amazing after Shavasana. In primeval times, we had to face danger every once in a while when a tiger or a bear crossed our way. And then we had experienced weeks and weeks of picking fruit, sitting around the campfire. And relaxation happened by itself frequently. Today, danger might not be a bear, but there are other things we're frequently hit with. There's so much information, so many things to consider, so many decisions to be taken, so many people we're connected with. Our daily schedules are crazy. So that's why we need to care for relaxation. We need to make relaxation happen deliberately. Maybe for some of you, that was also the reason why you started with yoga. When I ask my students in yoga teacher training, where I usually give a workshop on stress relief and mind management, more than half of them, and I've already had many, many groups throughout the years, more than half of them started doing yoga for stress relief, to center themselves, to find back to calm. Rest and digest, that's what they usually call the parasympathetic part, because you get the chance to refuel and to digest all the experiences you just made. My guess is that you already make that happen to be able to cope with stress, with stressful situations in your life. And you can use those same strategies for teaching yoga. So what are the strategies again? Here are some super simple ideas. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. I know it sounds so trivial, but it isn't. Your breath is a great tool to influence your state of mind. For once it's an automatic process your body cares about for you and at the same time you can influence it. One of my clients made great progress with using her breath whenever she felt nervous before starting to teach a class and at first she thought she couldn't do it because students might be looking at her and like wasn't she supposed to start teaching a class instead of closing her eyes and breathing but once she dared to try it she was amazed. And of course you can do that before class or after class when that's when you feel nervous but you can also do it during class. You cue the next pose, you close your eyes and take a deep breath. Or you guide them into child's pose, close your eyes, take a few breaths. Super simple. Another one that works like magic is grounding yourself. Feel the floor beneath your feet. Or when you're currently sitting, feel your booty touch the cushion. This will help you get out of your head where thoughts might be going crazy and get out of your heart where feelings might be in turmoil. It grounds you, it gives you safety. And a very similar one that is also effective for reducing the flutter you might experience is just feeling different parts of your body. Start by feeling your feet, then feel your legs, feel your pelvis and so on. There's even a relaxation rule that says every body part that you get aware and conscious of will relax. And we know that relaxing our bodies also helps relaxing our whole body-mind system. All of these methods are super, super easy. 
So there's no need for sophisticated mindset magic, at least not yet. You can calm down your nervous system first and settle into ease, which will allow you to be more open and more creative once you start applying mindset coaching tools as well. You can use those hacks in a matter of seconds and you can use them before class, during class or after class. You don't need anything except your breath or your body, which you always have handy, right? Now here's one more cool thing about caring for your nervous system and addressing body-based stress first. Not only will it prepare you for better mindset work, but working with your body will have a calming effect on your mind by itself. And that's because of the different layers of your being. Remember the kosha model from yoga. Yoga teaches that we are more than this physical body. We are more than our thoughts and feelings. We are, in fact, a multifaceted being with different layers of experience. Body, energy, urges and feelings, rational thinking, and more. And those layers, the koshas, are not clearly separated from each other, but you can picture them more like a, like a continuum. When you do something over here, at the body level, you will influence your energy or your rational thinking too. And when you do something over there, at the level of urges and feelings, it will have an effect on all the other layers as well. And in case you're not so deeply involved in yoga philosophy and those models like the kushas, just remember what modern science teaches us about yoga. Scientists describe yoga as a mind-body intervention, which means that what we do with our body influences our mind. And what we do with our mind influences our body. This also means that working on both the body-based and the mind-based stress is amazing because they contribute to each other anyway and you can boost the effects of stress relief tremendously by working from both ends. Okay, let me try to recap what we talked about today. You already know and understand that stress, anxiety and doubt and worry that arise before teaching yoga won't kill you. But in the heat of the moment, it still feels awful and it blocks your creativity. That is because there is a body-based stress reaction in your system wanting to keep you safe, a very old mechanism we humans carry with us since primeval times. And once body-based stress takes over, there is no use in trying to work with fancy mindset coaching tools. Start with calming down your nervous system first. Super simple but super effective tools for that include taking a deep breath, grounding your feet and feeling different parts of your body. What you do there on a physical level will also have an effect on your mind and it will set you up for better mindset coaching once your nervous system is in a state of calm. You are now ready for some of the mindset magic I share with you in other episodes. And if you haven't listened to other episodes yet, please go and check them out. And don't forget, it would be awesome if you could spare a few minutes for a rating or review. Thank you again for taking the time. Now that's all I have for you today. Have an amazing day. Great classes this week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.